Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is the 31st of January, 2024. It's a Wednesday as we record, coming up on 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike A-Race, uh, back for another season. We actually recorded one a few weeks ago to get warmed up, and uh, now uh, with the crew in the midst of, of their preseason preparations, uh, here we are. We're back. A lot, of, lot to talk about today with our wonderful crew beat writer, Brianna McKay, and uh, and the other guy. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> it's the striker, Kyle Robertson. Um, and, of course, at the controls, per usual, is Patrick the Podfather Flaherty. Okay. First preseason schedule. Where are we, Brianna? When did they get here? Where are they now? Where are they going? We're cold in Columbus, but they're down in Florida right now. Probably a little warmer. And they're, yeah, and they're, they're in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they're in it's the seventh ring of hell. You know, that's why it's warm <laughs> they're, Yeah, they're in their first leg down in Port St. Lucie in um, Florida. They should be coming back at the end of this week. And then they he- head out to California. So, Ooh. yeah, that's where their second leg is set to be. Heading uh, Tuesday, they head back to, uh, uh, well, they opened in Port St. Lucie on Tuesday, and uh, they're back here at the end of this week. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And then off the middle of next week to Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. which was, Kyle that, Kyle really loved that soap opera, Santa Barbara, which was, uh, he's an aficionado of those, those kinds of shows. I was named after uh, a soap opera, one of the characters back in the... Really? Yeah, <laughs> back in the early 80s. Yeah. Are you happy about this? No. <laughs> what was the character like? I have no idea. This is what, I, I couldn't even tell you what show it was. Was he a very laid back photo <laughs> editor? <laughs> so I don't know. I'll have to ask my mom, but I just, that's all I know. Wow. So proper. <laughs> we know that Patrick Flaherty was named after uh, a priest. Because. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you have eight kids. How'd you guys name all your kids? Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little time. Yeah, they're, they're my wife's kids. Um, she's, uh, she's. Did you have to say in any of the eight names? Or did I you did. Get to like two? No, there were. Okay, uh, there there were discussions, right. Kyle. Uh, so, uh, Bridget Mary Elizabeth Fitzgerald would say, Sean, yeah. Ian, Seamus, uh, you know, Siobhan, and I'd come back with. Miguelina, Pasquale, yeah. you know, uh, Gaetano. You and, would. So, well, you have to. Yeah. And then you meet in the middle. Yeah. And well, my wife's a teacher. So, like, I would be like, hey, this is a great name. And she'd be like, no, that kid is a jerk. Like, no. You know. <laughs> I think I've told this story on another podcast, but uh, we got to the fourth one. And uh, she said, this is going to be my Irish boy. So I filled out the birth certificate. His, his legal name is Patrick James O A Race. It's Patty O'Rachi. <laughs> it's a true fact. Um, anyway, I'll give out a social security number next week on this program. Um, but thanks for joining us. So there's the preseason. They'll come back from Santa Barbara sometime around the third week of February 17th, I believe it is. Um, and, and then they gonna, they're going to hit the ground running. They've got, uh, the season opener is, uh, is Saturday, February 4th at home against Atlanta United, Atlanta United. And after the semifinal matchup, that's a, 
Wonderful bit of scheduling, Brianna. What, yeah. any, anything stick out? I know you've written the obligatory schedule, annual <laughs> schedule story. What, what has stuck out to you? I think, like you said, starting with Atlanta, that's going to be a big game. And then um, we had a, then they go to Minnesota and we had a actually little interesting thing. Christian Ramirez was talking about that to be his first time in the Minnesota's new stadium and everything. So that's a little bit of a homecoming for him because he played there for a while. But yeah, I think the big game, I think in April, at the end of April, uh, we got Laurent who just went to Montreal. He, we got him coming back with a, uh, Nancy's old team. He'll be here on Laurent April 27th. Courtois, yes. And, and they're going to miss him. He's a wonderful mm-hmm. coach and uh, he's going to do a great job in Montreal. Yeah. So it's I think it's kind of a cool um, paradox, too, that he went over, he went to Nancy's old team. Yep. And then they're going to face each other. He'll be coming back in April. And I don't know if paradox is the right yeah. word. There. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think coincidence. Perhaps, yeah, I don't. I just went with it. I, it's twist. with the word that came to my mind, and it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not even ironic, but. <laughs> but no, and then um, May, end of May, we got uh, Caleb Porter coming back too. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. New England Revolution. Mm-hmm. Now, um, fans have picked up on this, but uh, Caleb took the crew's... Strength and training coach, correct? Oh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this year they were much healthier than yeah. they were ever under Porter. Um, I, I don't know how that factors in, but uh, um, anyway, that's that's another interesting wrinkle. Uh, uh, do we do we know who the replacement is? Who, who's, I haven't seen anything about we'll, it we'll, yet. We'll get on that, and and Brianna's probably going to be writing about that because that uh, totally that is yeah. an interesting uh, uh, angle to take. Uh, that they they were relatively speaking so healthy last year, which is one reason why they marched to the twenty twenty three MLS Cup. I think they had to be ready for a lot of poaching. Like yeah. you won you won the MLS Cup, and yep. with a a very like a new staff and everything so i think they were kind of mentally prepared i think yeah. they're surprised it's more yeah hasn't happened yet I, I think more front, front office folks would probably would have you know mm-hmm. I right i thought probably would have left well it's a, it's a tall had yeah. uh he had an interview in dc uh that was back in november i think mm-hmm. uh, uh and there were probably others that we were unaware yeah. of the, they don't that leaked they don't actually announce this stuff uh uh, and a lot goes on behind the scenes. In, in, in any case, um, it's it's going to be busy starting with the home opener Saturday, Saturday February 4th here at the Lower.com field at the new crew stadium. Um, they have uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup. They have Leagues Cup. They have Campione's Cup and U.S. Open Cup. Now, just to get the bearings here, uh, Champions Cup starts February 6th. Uh, with round one matches, those are basically plans that there's 11 of those matches. They'll pair the field down uh, for the round of 16. And that's in March um, quarters and semis in April and May and a single leg final on June the 2nd. The the uh, 
winner qualifies for the FIFA Club World Cup um, in 2025 uh, with previous uh, league cup leagues league champions league winners. I should say. I get the they cut the league right. out, and the, but there's still a league. Uh, anyway, uh, the the winner of the Champions Cup also qualifies for the FIFA International Cup, uh, which is it's going to be played later this year. So um, the crew, in terms of Champions Cup, uh, they they begin play in that tournament in the round of 16 against the winner of St. Louis City, Houston Dynamo. And uh, that game against the winner of the St. Louis City, Houston Dynamo round one match will be March 12th here in the new crew stadium. Uh, as I said, the season opener is the February 4th for MLS play. Uh, February 24th. Right, right. And uh, the Campione's Cup uh, is going, it's usually in September, Kyle, if I remember. Yeah, it was early later, September. Yeah, yeah, it was later in the season. Yeah, and uh, of course, it's a very meaningful trophy for money. Money trophy. For the, for the monies. <laughs> and uh, U.S. Open Cup gets started with round of 32, May 7th and 8th. So um, that's that's where the, the crew, the defending MLS Cup champions, that's when they jump into that particular tournament. So it's it's going to be, and Brianna, I'm sure it's a topic of conversation. It has been since the end of mm-hmm. last season, um, the compression of their schedule, or at least the regularity of games on their schedule. Um, it's going to be a pile. Uh, as we noted ad nauseum at the end of last year, LAFC, uh, the team the crew beat in the final uh, here in Columbus in, in, uh, on December 9th, uh, they played 53 games mm-hmm. uh, because they were de- defending MLS Cup champions. So that's how jammed their schedule is. So we're looking at 50 plus. And what are they saying about that? And how are, how are they girding for that? I think that everyone knows that they're going to have a lot of games. The whole team knows it. And um they they seem they say they're ready. I think um I think Christian Ramirez had a good uh point about it. Like some people look back at seasons and be like, Oh man, I didn't get an opportunity. It's gonna be kinda hard not to get your opportunities in with fifty some odd games. Not everyone can play every game, so there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for a lot of different players and a lot of different looks in the lineup. Especially the young guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what the who who's going to move up and down from crew two. Because mm-hmm. uh, there are well, our, already one has signed a senior contract. That would be Taha Hebron. Yeah, and uh, he's been, he's their first one who's gone straight from a- academy to crew two to yeah. uh, crew. So he's the first player with, they've had, like, yep. just as a linear line. Yep. And he's like with, United States, with U.S. national team, too. So. Yeah, he's yeah, played, he's played with, with the U.S. Yeah. national team as well. Uh, he's, he's like 12 uh, years old or something. <laughs> uh, he's uh, 16, yeah. I believe. Uh, 16 or 17. Golly. He's good. And we should also mention here the League's Cup. Uh, the Miami Inters FC of here in Lando. It's called the Apple Lando. Cup. Like this is like Apple TV Cup. I, mean, <laughs> I, meant, like, I said here and I meant Flamingos. Um, or the Apple TV Cup. Yes. Uh, once again, that is and forevermore will be blocked out. The crew will jump in its round of 32 at home against an opponent uh, and date to be named. And that is the July 26th through August 25th. So the crew won their group and uh, was uh, eliminated by Minnesota and Will Trapp in shocking fashion uh, um, in, in, the, in, in, in the knockout stage. And, and Kyle has something. This just in, Kyle. What do we have? 
You have the uh, early groups for the West and the East. Um, so it looks like in uh, Leagues Cup, yeah, Leagues Cup looks like three teams in each. Uh, there's eight little pods in the West and seven in the East, um, with uh, uh, the crew and Club America getting um, buys into the round of 32. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be d- dates and times to be yeah. to to be announced. Um, but as we mentioned, that's. That's that. Uh, That's breaking news. You need the dun 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 dun. dun. Cut, <laughs> cut that in there. That's that's really good. He's he's an excellent photographer. Um, and again, that's the July twenty sixth through August twenty fifth. Uh, uh, moving right along here, uh, and that was if you remember, Miami was still alive in the U.S. Open Cup, and they were trying to make a push uh, to get into the playoffs yep. from climb from last place uh, on the back of any number of Spaniards, including. Uh, the former Barcelona player. Uh, uh, they're not all Spaniards, but right. they're, they're all uh, they all played together over there. Any, anyway, and they probably added five more. How many DPs does Miami have this year, Kyle? I think six, five, <laughs> six. Is that the over under? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, you can, I'm sure they'll add one or two. You can the, Fanduel yeah. that with Gronk too, right? With <laughs> the over under on Miami's uh, yeah. designated players. Um, but I digress. Uh, um, but they they got ground down, and they basically yeah. had to say we have no shot of getting back into this uh, into this playoff race here because they just got ground down by Leagues Cup. And I mean, they were playing like three days a week for like a month. It was insane. Yeah, but they won their first trophies. They so. did, they did, and and uh, uh, the power of Messi. We should. Kyle, there was a a uh, friendly, a United States friendly uh, earlier this month. Uh, Slovenia uh, defeated the United States, but this. You know, January camp traditionally, Brianna is for MLS players who are out of season and and particularly young players that, mm-hmm. that they want to get a grip on as as they continue to. Uh, Burhalter's rolled any number of players. I mean, the number of guys who've debuted under Burhalter is is, is crazy, and and uh, there's the talent pool continues to deepen, uh, and that includes three crew, crew players who who made their who, who appeared. Yeah, they all got they starts, starts too, and they all played ninety. Mm-hmm. And they would be, Brianna, you can leave uh, us. Uh, in, yeah, in Aiden Morris. Uh, we had uh, Patrick Schulte and Sean Zawaski. Kyle, did you see the game? No, I did not. Okay. So, see, I I, uh, Schulte yeah. had a nice yeah, save. Yeah. I uh, I saw his, he had a really nice save. Yeah. yeah, no. Kyle's going to watch those highlights and report uh, <laughs> on our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you know, it's a good opportunity. Like, again, it's just, you know, even if it's the C team or the D team or whatever you want to call it, like, again, just putting on the jersey yeah. for a lot of those guys. And, you know, it, a lot of, you know, core players have started, you know, and with that and doing the January camp and kind of moving up throughout the ranks. It's an Olympic year, too. Yeah. They have the Olympics this yep. year. And I know they were uh, Patrick and Aiden both uh, qualify with the age yep. uh, restrictions and. I know they were both talking about it. I know uh, Patrick Schulte said he'd be honored if he got the chance to represent Team USA in the Olympics. Might be a little Still you 23 the, Yeah. Yeah. They, those two, Sean doesn't, uh, it doesn't qualify. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess this can be told now. Brianne and I sat down with Tim Bezbachenko. That Q&A can be found at dispatch.com, uh, as can all of uh, Brianna's wonderful co- coverage. And she's cranking them out in between figure skating events. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she will be headed to Santa Barbara. But we sat down with Bez last month. Uh, Tim Bezbachenko, the president, general manager of the Columbus crew, um, in a wide ranging conversation. At one point, he went off, off record and, and talked about how he, uh, back then they, you know, you had, Burr Halter had already reached out and said, you know, we want these three guys. 
And he asked him, Zawatsky was kind of a surprise if, if unless you watch him yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, he's a guy who didn't even start for this team and, and he's in U.S. camp uh, in, in, in this month, uh, which is extraordinary. If and you he don't, started. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Verhalter asked Vesvichenko, he said, well, you know, where does he play? He's a midfielder, right? Vez <laughs> said, well, he'll play anywhere. He yeah. says, thing is, he, we used him at center back, among yeah. other positions. And he goes, his, he's not even a center back. He's never played a position, but his, his underlying numbers were as good as any yeah. center back in the league. So It's crazy. Uh, he's, uh, and, and so with that, it's a good to segue to a discussion about the roster, which will take up the rest of the show, I'm, I'm sure. Um, uh, d- depending on uh, what set of rosters you look at, like we looked at the CONCACAF Champions Cup roster, which has – 23 30, on it. Yeah. You can submit 35 yeah. and then cut down to 23. Uh, I think it's 48 hours or 44 hours before, before the game. Um, one interesting wrinkle there is, uh, and, and Brianna, why don't you read that roster? Well, the, yeah, the whole list. Well, this is the kind of international roster where, uh, uh, full names, where Cucho Hernandez <laughs> isn't Cucho Hernandez. What's his, what's his name on this roster? Use all of them. Oh, we all, oh, goodness. We um, have Juan, Ca- Cam- oh, excuse me. Juan Camilo Hernandez uh, Suarez. Or did I have that? Suarez Hernandez. Su- Suarez yeah. Hernandez. Well, I was reading yeah, yeah, left yeah. to right. <laughs> anyway, that, that had 23 on it, which was curious because you can submit 35. And, and uh, one, one little wrinkle of that was that uh, Kevin Molino is not listed on that roster. I, I don't know why. Uh, I have a call in, but... Uh, it, it He's did. old. Bad well, knees. Yeah, but still, you could put him on and I take him off. It, it just seems curious. I know. And and that was pointed out. I just out. think maybe, you know, all the extra stuff and that they probably made a choice on which stuff that they can do and which not. And they probably want to save him more, probably more for them less. But uh, that's, just, that's my thought. Doesn't make any sense. It's like Yarmo roster handling. Don't even right start with Yarmo, man. Um, okay. Goalkeepers, uh, three on the roster yeah. now. Uh, Patrick Schulte, Evan Bush, uh, who just re-upped, and, and Nicholas Hagen. Mm-hmm. Nicholas yeah. Hagen is... Yeah, uh, I know he's was their first uh, free agent signing of this offseason. I've talked a little with Schulte about uh, working with him. He said they've they've been working good together. He's got it. They're getting to know each other and stuff, but he had high praises for him. He, he said he was connecting already well with uh, him and Evan, so... He's just another, probably just stepped on the goal. Well, do you think keeper. he might be too, though? And and Bush is more like the, just like the old man in the group and kind of helping and kind of like more of a coach. There's no confirmation on right. that, but like I, that's what I, how I view it too, because Bush yeah. is really kind of stepping into yeah. being that mentor for yeah. the new Playing the role of yeah. Josh Williams this year yeah. is, is uh, Evan Bush. Um, they love the guy. They love him in the room. He's an yep. utter pro and, mm-hmm. and he's, he can still play. Mm-hmm. At center back, uh, Rudy Camacho, Yevon Chiberko, yep. Stephen Marrera, Philip Quinton, Keegan Hughes, and Derek Jones. Does he fit as a as a as a center back or more of a midfielder? Right now, honest. it sounded like uh, Nancy when we were just first day back in training camp. He was saying that 
he wants to settle, just get him settled, focus more on on midfielder. Yeah. But it sounds like if they need him to, he can switch into that position. And, you know, Nancy's not afraid to move around parts. But right now, I think he's just focusing Jones in as a, middle, a midfielder. And, you know, not using him by name, but if you look at that Q&A, uh, does refer to adding more size in the back. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he was sp- speaking specifically of Jones. Who runs about six three, six four? Yeah, that's a big thing about him. He brings that size that they were looking for. And Kyle, and <laughs> Kyle, you've often remarked that when yes. this, this team lines up for set pieces, that yeah, they're Lilliputian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you got to have a couple big guys back there, and you know, just I mean, they, I mean, I don't even know what what did they give up like 10, 10 goals off of set pieces, and a lot of them were headers and and other things. So yeah, I mean. Um, it's great to have wing backs that can go up and down and other guys, but you got you got to have some size there. And there it is. Yep. Um, at wing back, uh, Yao Yaboa, Malte Amundsen, uh, Mo Farsi. Uh, I and I should put Malte over at center back. Uh, or, uh, he he plays left yep. center back normally, uh, cross left to right. The th- the th- three man back line: Amundsen, Camacho, Marrera. Um, Did you forget Sands again? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I haven't gotten. Okay. I, I got stuck on Malte. But okay. Thanks for pointing out. Let me let me just say those the yeah. whole starting team is back. Yes. So mm-hmm. if 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 you got Schulte in in in, in the net, right. Amundsen, Camacho, and Marrera left to right, Yaboa with Nagby and Morris uh, in in the central midfield, and then on the right wing wing back Mo Farsi. Um, Who's been a, a subject of some intrigue uh, over this offseason? Yeah, uh, he mm-hmm. keeps showing up like Zelig in, in different countries, saying that uh, his he wants to negotiate a contract or something. Yeah, uh, but he was people. at he was at camp uh, yeah. day one. He was there uh, working it, out. That's because so. the thing called a contract, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. might be the agents move there. To yeah, yeah, get some exposure, yeah. kind of put a little pressure on. Yeah, every, everyone's at camp, but yeah. uh, Marrera, who's doing great in the. Africa, uh, Africa Cup, right? Yeah, Nation, uh, Cup of Nation, the Africa yes, Cup of Nation. Yes. So yeah, he's doing great there. Yeah, in fact, uh, numerous articles about him and and uh, the fact that he's he's really lifted his yep. his his country over there, and they're surprised to move out of the knockout stage and a good good wonderful run for him. Mm-hmm. So at wing back, Yaboa, Farsi, uh, Will Sands. And possibly Marino Henestroza, Brianna. He's been described as a seven or 11 who can come inside and and Nancy system. I think you're talking about wing backs there, although he's a guy who loves the ball on his foot and Mm -hmm. probably could be used up up front as well. Yeah. He has a lot of speed. I know that's a big thing too. He can, he's like, I just said fast, but um, I think he can really go in a bunch of different places wherever they need him. He, I think he can be another just very diverse player who can Fill in a lot of different roles. So is he he the Zawadski of the final third? Possibly. I, possibly, yeah. yeah. We got to see how he fits yeah. in too. You also coming. You never know coming yeah. into this system too. Yeah. Touted as a one-on-one player, mm-hmm. uh, I think people are wondering. Uh, at least it, they've wondered aloud to me, left or right side, um, and I, the way Bez described him last month was either, and, yeah. and Nazi mm-hmm. is describing him similarly this month. Yes, he was saying along the same yeah. line things that Bez was saying. Okay. But, I, but I was just saying it's going to take some time. I mean, none of these young guys that they brought in in the past have ever came from like day one, and like 
gone in. I mean, Yao Yerboa took some time. Uh, Diaz took some time. Um, and even uh, Matan, you know, mm-hmm. took a while. I mean, heck, he was, you know, until Nancy came in, you know, was a forgotten, you know, part. So, again, I think it's going to take some time to get used to it. I mean, he's not the, you know, size isn't his thing, too. So, I mean, it's going to take a little bit of adjusting, I think, on his end. Now, I think we forget, given how swept up the city was in in uh, that title run last year, but we forget that uh, and how impactful Yaya Boa was. Um, yeah. And. Julian Gressel and, and Mo Farsi uh, as, as things went down the yep. stretch. We forget that Will Sands had basically cemented the mm-hmm. left wing back position early last season, Kyle. Um, he, he's coming off an ACL. Uh, uh, Brianna, your predecessor would have written three or four <laughs> stories by now. Um, uh, and I know he, he's on your to-do list when you get to California. Um where does how, how does he look? Have you talked to him yet? Uh, what is Wilfried Nancy saying about Will Sands? We haven't talked to him, uh, well, in particular yet, but we have talked. I have talked to Nancy about it, and he said that he was the first few days of practice. He was going to give him a little time to ease in, but he said he looked good to go. It was like back and participating in everything. Now nothing's official that he's officially cleared or anything, but he was ready to ease him back in and get him going. It sounds like. They're they're ready to have him back. April twenty second was his injury. Yeah. Now, uh, Aiden Morris did virtually the same thing yeah. in ACL uh, previously, and uh, you know the rule of thumb is it takes a whole year, uh, and then another span of time to get up to speed. But young Aiden Morris uh, was a fairly quick recovery relative to what folks go through with ACLs. Uh, although I think, I think Kevin Molino's had like four, <laughs> which is extraordinary. That's why he's not on the roster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, crew fans are happy. He was on the roster yep. in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, he's, you know, we hope the young heel quick and, and uh, Will Sands is yeah. part of the mix here. But you have depth now that you yeah. don't need him. Like last year, they didn't really have anybody there when he went down. Oh, they so, need him because they're going to play 100 games. Well, yeah, I know. Home. But still, like they didn't – I mean, he, he's in a good spot to kind of take his time. He's, he doesn't need to be rushed back. Yeah. That's okay. what I was trying to say. Uh, central midfield, uh, Darlington Nabby, Aiden Morris, Sean Zawadzki, and Ta- yeah. Ta- Taha Habrun. Um, of course, Zawadzki yeah. has an asterisk on on uh, my chart here because he could play anywhere. in the center. Yeah. He could play uh, as a wing back. He, mm-hmm. he could play as a center. Put back. him anywhere. Yeah, but his maybe he needs minutes. He, he might, minutes. He might be the yeah. trainer that yeah. they replace uh, use that they use uh, now that they lost yeah. their trainer to Caleb Porter. <laughs> so. He's obviously working on Will Sands' rehab yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, they all are cr- close friend, uh, friends, yeah. so who knows? Yeah. Um, any any notes? No, Kyle, when no. We're I just think you just got to get. No, I, I mean, you need hit. Darlington Nagby got yeah. a new contract. Yeah, um, but again, he's up there in age. You know, he's probably not going to play every single game. You know, you have the depth now you to also, kind of like give him a Wednesday off, or you know what I mean. Kind of. You right. also don't know what's going to happen with Aiden. Right. Yeah. Aiden, Aiden too is yeah. on. I know yep. Europe's on people's yep. minds when it comes to Aiden. He could be a summer transfer out. Is is Hebron, Is he specifically? And I don't know this. I didn't watch enough Crew Two games. Is he specifically a central midfielder? His credentials yeah. at his age are yeah. incredible. I think they have him all over the place. I think depending upon matchups and everything, but I could be could be wrong. 
Well, the but, coach we know yeah. loves players that yeah. he can mm-hmm. move around. He yeah. loves multi-positional players. Um, and up front, uh, of course, Cucho Hernandez, if that's what you want to call him, I think he <laughs> – or just Cucho, which is on the back of his jersey. Uh, Diego Rossi, uh, Christian Ramirez. Uh, Brianna just did a wonderful piece on uh, the championship run through the eyes of Christian Ramirez's wife. Uh, and she, of course, gave birth uh, – as soon as she waited for the crew to beat Cincinnati <laughs> and then, and then uh, for, for Christian to, to, to scream his way home uh, uh, and, and, and they had their, how many children they have now? They have three. That's and it. also they all love Cujo. They all love, that's a big thing. Who doesn't love yeah. Cujo? <laughs> and I, one of my favorite uh, friendships are Cujo and Christians. They're very, they're very funny. It was uh, Cujo let everyone know that he gave Christian a Christmas gift uh, when coming back. To training camp, and it was his uh, national team, his Columbia national team oh. jersey. And he assured, I asked him, he assured me that he signed it for Christian. Oh. <laughs> In case he forgot who gave it to him, <laughs> yeah. right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you got uh, the autograph on there. Jason yeah. Russell Rowe. Um, Again, I think a forgotten. Yeah. Like he was there ahead of Ramirez there for, uh, yep. you know. Uh, Max a, Arston yeah. and, and uh, of course, Kevin Molino. We can yeah. stick in, in a couple different positions as well. Um, as noted, the whole starting team is back. They seem to have added depth. Uh, they're going to need all the depth they can mm-hmm. get. Um, Brianna, any final thoughts uh, oh. uh, as you look ahead here? Well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, one of the things uh, Nancy said to me was they made those moves in the midseason last year, like during the season for this. Now he, he sounds very comfortable with this team. He likes who they have. He doesn't feel like they need to go add much more. Obviously, you can always add more, but he sounds very confident and very comfortable with this team. He likes this lineup. He likes who's who's coming back. And he's not afraid to make moves, as we saw mm-hmm. the last trans- or summer. And also, we're going to get these guys. Some of these guys haven't been in a crew training camp yet. These, a lot of these guys who came midseason are getting their first feel of like a full preseason with the crew. And I think that's going to be big, too. They've already talked about it a little. Well, that's about it for this edition. Uh, we left more on the table to talk about in the future. Um, Brianna is uh, packing her lotion, suntan, <laughs> sunscreen. and uh, Had to find some uh, short sleeve shirts. Yeah. And uh, Santa Barbara, she is bound for uh, next week. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, please go to dispatch.com and uh, check out not only Vienna's wonderful work, I recently wrote a column about uh, the crew's bump in valuation, according oh, to Sportico. Yeah. Um, they're up to, they're valued at $680 million now. Crazy. And, and uh, that's 13th in the league of 29 now, 30 coming online next year, um, I think is the correct number. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. They keep Crazy to think they're a top 50 team in the world. Yeah. Well, there's. Um, Value mean there's a bunch of MLS clubs. There's like 19 clubs in the top 50, and and the reason you know, as as I kind of tried to lay out in my column, is that it's it's good to be a U.S. owner uh, in any sport, really, because you have exclusive markets. There's no relegation. Um, You have cost controls uh, that don't exist elsewhere, uh, and and so on and on and on. Um, You also have usually own your own stadium and training grounds. yeah. You know, your your minor league teams add to the yeah. valuation if you're so involved. So do yeah. NWSL teams. Um, 
and so forth. Well, so the Apple deal too. That's probably a big one. Yeah, that, that was a big one for the league. But you know, prior to the Apple deal, there were a significant number of MLS yeah. teams in the top fifty as well. Yeah. And of course, you had Messi, and now uh, you know uh, Miami is now the third highest valued team in, in the league. Uh, what did what did Queso King buy the team for? Austin is is ahead of Columbus. No, no, but like, what did he pay to buy it? Okay, uh, in twenty fourteen, he paid uh, he paid. A then record sixty three million, I want to say, somewhere in there. Wow! And then, uh, of course, uh, Don Garber extorted one hundred fifty million to for Columbus to keep the team they already had, Uh, and now it's valued at six eighty. That's why this is why rich people buy professional sports teams. (laughs) Um, And you know, on a side note, the Jackets are like eight. They're one of the lowest valued teams in the NHL, and they're like eight hundred eighty million or something like that. Uh, So. Check that out at Dispatch.com, as well as, as Kyle will insist, and rightly, um, all the wonderful galleries. So if you want to relive uh, the championship game, yeah. the aftermath of the championship game, including the parade, uh, it's, it's all there at Dispatch.com. Uh, go over there, give us a few clicks. Patrick, the podfather, Flaherty, our producer, would appreciate it. For Brianna McKay, Kyle Robertson, the striker, and myself, thanks again. Patrick, kick us out of here. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.